What's up, podcast? This is Lindsay Fry, and you are listening to the second episode of the Lindsay Fry Hockey Experience. Now, first of all, I want to say thank you so much to everybody who shared episode one, which was really our pilot and just an opportunity to get this out there, get what we're trying to do out there, which is build a community of hockey players, parents, coaches, refs, program directors, everybody, and and really share some of the different questions and knowledge and lessons learned and experiences that we all have been through so that we all collectively can get better and grow as a hockey community. Now, I want to say thank you so much to Angie Wolf, whose daughter actually has played for me for a number of years in our girls' programs here in Arizona. Angie was officially the first person to throw out a topic for the podcast, and she asked, how do you, as an adult, someone who's a beginner learning hockey for the first time, how do you get out of your head and get over the fear when you're learning how to play? And so I called up our Arizona adult hockey specialist, uh, at least that's how I consider him, Brad Perry, who is our guest today. And Brad runs our Arizona Coyotes Growlers program, which is an all-adult learn-to-play program. And so we are going to talk to Brad about his experiences in coaching in general, his hockey background, and his advice on this question. So I hope you enjoy and please tune in, share, and let's get the message out there. All right. So we've got Brad Perry on the phone. And Brad, first of all, thank you so much for you're the first official guest wow. on the show. I'm That's I'm awesome. super pumped. So <laughs> thank great. you so much for being here. <laughs> Absolutely. No problem at all. It's fun. Awesome. So First of all, before we dive into everything, I just, for anybody who doesn't know me yet, um, they'll learn pretty quickly that one of the reasons, pretty much the, the core reason why I started playing hockey is because I fell in love with the Mighty Ducks movies, and I think this is just so cool. So you were part of the group that helped, like, choreograph a lot of the hockey that was going on in that movie, right? Correct. Yeah, I did uh, a lot of the training of all of the actors. So every actor was assigned a stunt double. And so they had their, uh, somebody that looked just like them that also helped train them. So they stuck with them like shadows. And then I oversaw kind of like the, the you know, whatever the director wanted uh, with, along with my dad, um, whatever the director wanted, we would try to put those, his ideas into effect. And then sometimes that included me doing the stunts as well. So I would do stunts, and I also did um, the training for two Mighty Ducks two and Mighty Ducks three. That is that's so, so cool. Like for me, yeah. that that other than you being an awesome human being, that for me makes <laughs> you, you like a celebrity in my little year old <laughs> head. It's so cool. Um, so why don't you why don't before we jump into the topic where we're going to be uh, talking about today, why don't you talk a little bit about your background in hockey and uh, then we'll we'll dive into what you're doing in adult hockey. Okay, cool. I'll try to make it very quick. Uh, I I started playing when I was about 13 in Los Angeles, and then uh, I I got pretty good pretty quick because my stepdad was uh, one of the biggest um, hockey instructors in Los Angeles. So if you um, played hockey in, a, in the LA area and you went on to go play pro, you probably trained with my dad, which is really, really cool. So we had access to ice time, you know, every day, basically. 
so I got pretty good pretty quick and then played for uh, Junior Kings, went on to leave home and played junior hockey and then uh, played in the East Coast Hockey League with Detroit's farm team in Toledo uh, in the East Coast Hockey League. And then uh, at that same time, I started coaching with my dad and he sent me away to, um, to Can-Am Hockey Schools and I coached there starting at 15 and I've been coaching ever since. And that's one of the things that I just, I've, I've always done it and I probably should have tried to stick it out and play pro for longer, but I was making more money coaching. So I ended up doing that and, and uh, going in that direction. Always thought that I was going to go back and play, but uh, I ended up uh, coaching for years and years, traveling around uh, the country and all of North America, actually every state basically teaching hockey schools. And uh, a lot of that entailed working with the, uh, with the adult hockey players. Still That's do that awesome. Today. That's yeah. awesome. So we'll get, we'll get into the Growlers program in a second, but just here in Arizona, which is where you live currently, um, yep. and obviously how I know you, being from Arizona, yep. you've been working with, you've been running adult clinics, adult skates for a while yep. uh, prior to the Growlers program, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, awesome. And now you, so the Arizona Coyotes just started up this brand new program. And, you know, I, working for the Arizona Coyotes, I kind of know the background along with uh, Matt Schott and his team at the Coyotes who built that. And uh, basically we saw, you know, all these parents of the kids who were going through our little howlers learn to play program. And all of a sudden, you know, they're watching their kid every day at the rink and they're starting to get the itch and they're wondering, man, I wonder if I could do that. And so we saw this need to create that program and Matt and his team have done such a great job. Mm -hmm. And when they needed a coach, it was a no brainer that you were going to be the guy because you had all this experience. So can you tell us a little bit about the Growlers program and how it's been going? It's awesome, man. I, I, it's, it's something that I've always loved doing. Like I, I, it's so funny when I, my wife can always tell when I'm, when I'm, um, if I've worked with either females or adult hockey players, because I'm always <laughs> just much happier. <laughs> sure. Like, yep. You know what yep. I mean? They're just so much easier to coach and so much fun and very social. Um, so yeah, for me, it was just, it was one of those things where I've, I've been doing it for so long. I've been coaching adults for so long that it was just something that I just, I knew that I would love to do. Um, and I just hadn't, you know, I was going to, do a do it in a, in a certain way where I wanted to go online and start teaching people because there's just such a need for it. And anytime I do the adult clinics, like they're just all in. They just want to learn so much and they stay for hours after a lot of the time just to pick my brain on stuff. You know what I mean? So for me, it was just something that I knew that uh, the Valley really needed. And it was great that when, when Matt, uh, you know, hit me up and said, you know, this is what we're looking to do. I was like, this is great. You know, we've got uh, Oceanside coming up and we've got Gilbert at the same time. Um, and then we haven't talked to the ice den yet, but uh, I think that'll be coming up here pretty soon. And we have, we also have a, uh, an all female group as well too, which is, which is awesome. That's be a lot awesome. Of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and for people who don't know about the Growlish program or aren't in Arizona, that has been our softest, selling program i mean that that program sold out in like six hours it's crazy (laughs) the demand for the adults i mean they're itching to get out there which is super fun and um you know i love that we're doing the all-female one primarily because like these are the ways that we build the ecosystems this is the way that we're able to build house hockey get more 
adults who now understand the game a little bit more because they're playing, get them into the coaching world, and that's ultimately how we grow and continue to develop adult players, adult coaches, um, things like that. So uh, before we dive into, you know, the real question that was posted online yesterday, can you can you just talk a little bit about the difference between coaching kids versus coaching adults? Yeah, uh, the one of the biggest differences, I, I have always gone through this. I, I have to kind of monitor the pace of adults versus kids. Uh, the kids, you know, you can put them in line and you can just have them doing drills over and over and over and again. They just have the energy and they have the stamina to go. But with adults, um, there is uh, they get fatigued quick, so you have to learn how to kind of pace it a little bit better. So right. you maybe you do a skating drill, then you do like a stick handling drill, then you do a skating drill, and then maybe you do like some passing or shooting. You know, so you you have to like really kind of gauge because at some point they'll just break down and you can't really teach them anything at that point. Right. You're too fatigued. So that's 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 one of the big differences. The all, the other difference uh, differences um, that when you're coaching kids, they're, they're just basically drilled to do the drill. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just, yep. they're like, don't think for yourself, just get in line and shut up and do what you're told. You know what I mean? But yep. adults, you know, when, when I, when I work with my adults, they really want to learn what it is that they're doing. They, they want, want to understand learn. that why behind yes. everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, it's, it's very important to be able to explain. So I, I, I stick handle left-handed and right-handed as well. And I, I, I try to make it so that I can show a player that's left-handed what you're doing with your hands. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm a righty, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll show them, I'll, I'll break it down that way because they, they really want to know the mechanics of it. They want to know what, how to hold the stick. And sometimes even, even the little difference of just holding the stick as a lefty makes a difference for the adult, but they, they really are inquisitive and they, and it, there is no, um, you can't give them too many details. You know what I right. mean? Like right. they just, they want, they want it all. They want everything. They want from beginning to the very end, uh, how to do things. And, and that to me, that's, that's how I wanted to learn when I was growing up. So for me, it, it's been, it's been awesome being able to talk to a group and coach a group of people that think the same way that I do. And honestly, at the end of the day, you really can't uh, fake it with adults a lot of the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Totally. You know, yeah, you really, you really do have to know because they will, I mean, a lot of these guys, a lot of these people are, you know, they're professionals uh, high, with high paying jobs. They, they know how to spot somebody who's not telling them the truth. So you really do have to know, know your stuff at the end of the day to be able to, uh, engage with adults and, and, I, and that to me is is a lot of fun a lot of for fun, sure so. for sure no it's it's I love working with the adult groups and I think it's funny part of me wonders you know obviously like adults the older we get the more analytical analytical we get but I also feel like there's something to it especially for the ones who have kids who play hockey when they get out there and they realize how hard it actually is, like I, I imagine there's some frustration of like, no, if you just explain every little detail, then I will figure this out and my kid won't be able to skate circles around me anymore. And it's like, to an extent, it doesn't work that way. But I feel like there's like a little bit of pride that comes along with asking all these questions. Like, okay, who's sure. going to go to the most stick times and yeah. take what coach 
Brad said and apply it yeah. so that I can be better at growlers next week. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas kids are like, okay, I've got my Gatorade. I'm ready to go home. I should, I should actually uh, pull that in the uh, Facebook group for sure. There you go. There you go. We'll get some real data one. behind this. But you know, it's so, it's so funny. I really do feel like, um, you know, I, I go, I'm at the rink obviously all the time and I, I see the games going on and I hear parents shouting and yelling and I deal with parents that uh, are very demanding and I'm like please just put your put some gear on come out <laughs> and let me just show you how difficult this thing is and maybe you'll you'll quiet down a bit totally well and you know I'm you so know. glad you brought that up because I think you know one thing I really am passionate about with this podcast and wherever it leads is that it serves a lot of different groups and I think right. you know as we talk about players and coaches and parents and all these things I think that's something that's really important you know I I love 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 my mom um she had yeah. never played hockey before in her life and it wasn't until she started playing women's league that she was a little quieter in the stands and <laughs> and, it's, and it's the little things too right yeah. I mean, when you don't understand the game it's it's easy for you to sit there and, and criticize and just be like yeah exactly and just sit there and be like, oh, why didn't you catch that pass? Well, right. anybody who plays hockey would understand that a pass coming to your feet when you're back to it, you're yes. probably going to have a hard time catching it, even if you're in the NHL. A hundred percent. So I, I, I think that's so true, and I, I really am interested to get, like, some of the stories from these little howlers' parents, and I think that's just <laughs> going to be a fun thing for us to capture yeah, later great. on yeah. for sure. Definitely. So let's, let's dive into the question that was posed on Facebook. Um, okay. So we're talking about how do you get over, if you are a brand new adult player, how do you get over the fear of learning a sport like okay. hockey? Uh, you know, it, it, it happens a lot. You know, I see people come out, especially like the first day, you know, people came out to the growlers and, and that's happened to me many times, obviously, where you have an adult group. Um, and it's the first day and they, they're just nerve. You can see the nerves there and, um, they just, they don't want to mess up. They don't want to fall there. There's also the fear factor of getting hurt and all that. Um, so they're, they're going through all these different emotions and they don't know what to expect. So for, for me, just as a group, a lot of the time, it's just having a, a safe place, you know, where, you know, you get everybody kind of on the same page of somebody falls, everybody's cheering for them. They clap and they, you know, they tap their sticks on the ice and make sure that it's okay. And, every, you know, we're, we're behind you, that kind of thing. That, that helps a lot. But most of the time you're going to be by yourself, you know? So you're, if you're by yourself and you're at stick time or your public session, um, the, I, I think the, the biggest thing that you have to worry about is just slowing things down. Yep. Um, having your gear on uh, a lot of the time. So if you're at a stick time, I know it looks, it might, you might, some people might feel ridiculous putting their gear on and going to a public session. But if you're trying to learn, you don't want to have that fear of falling. You know what I mean? Totally. So, so bringing your gear out and, and wearing your elbow pads and your, you know, the whole thing, you know, for the most part, your helmet as well. Um, so you're, you're willing to try things a little bit more. Sure. Um, that, that's a, that's a really big deal. Uh, I, I find with a lot of players and, and I've, recommended to all of my um the growler players that you know they do try to not just make that uh the growler skate on sunday our only skate their only skate right they go out there if they have the time try to find a public session or a stick time where they can go out there and they can try some of the things and they you know they can just kind of practice you know right Um, the 
the I think the other the next thing that I I find it for a lot of the players is that as soon as they learn how to stop, it opens up a whole new a hundred percent. No, it's, right. it's so true. <laughs> right. It's so I mean, true. It's like it's like this safety net, and you know you're afraid to do so much until you learn how to stop. And you know I started playing hockey at 13, so for me one of the big advantages for of teaching uh, adults is that I remember like every single thing. I remember learning how to stop. I remember not being able to stop on my left side because I was really terrible at it. I just avoided it because I didn't want to get yelled at. I remember, you know, slap shots and, you know, all the things. So I, I think for me that the, the, uh, I really started to improve once I learned how to stop. So that was, that was a real big help. You know what I mean? That's so interesting that you say that though, because, and, and just speaks to the value that you're able to provide these people, because that was something when I first, like I was totally that person. I came back home after college and after the Olympics and I'm like, yeah, I got this coaching thing. No problem. It's going to be easy. (laughs) And the first, I'm telling you, like I probably was, I don't know, seven or eight lessons in that I was given at the time. And finally a kid was like, can you teach me how to do a hockey stop? And I, (laughs) I had never felt like so ridiculous I like I'm sitting there I, totally just making it up as I go and I'm trying everything like I'm like I and, and it was like this really humbling moment for me as right. a coach because I'm like I don't have a clue I don't remember right. how I learned how to stop when I was six it's so crazy. I, that's so interesting and I think that's so valuable and it you know you're absolutely right that at the end of the day like the stopping thing is so big for adults like you get out there with a kid who's five years old they have no concept of injury they will go full speed 100 having no clue that they don't know how to stop and they'll go straight into the boards and they pop back up and they're fine right and it's 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 such a true thing and it was actually kind of eye-opening for me i did a charity adult clinic um a little over a year ago i think and I, I had some true beginners out there. And okay. so I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, I've got beginners, so we're going to do beginner skating. And I've got them going, like, full ice, five lines, power skating. Right. And all of a sudden, some guy, like, goes straight, like, full oh. body straight into the board. It was that. like somebody ran into a sliding glass door. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the visual. Yes. And it yeah. was just so, like, it was eye-opening for me of like oh shoot I can't be teaching these adults to go full speed right without teaching them how to stop first so you're just you're so right that that's that's the unlock it's and it's so funny because you know I to this day like I I constantly like I have you know you the more you 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 learn and the more you know the the more you realize you don't know anything you know what I'm saying and so I (laughs) I'm constantly like I'm looking like I look at these, these the players like I had this whole game plan when I went out with the Growlers the first night because I thought they were going to be true beginners. So I had like day one stuff where you're like learning how to fall and get back up and you're that that whole thing and then all of a sudden you get out there and they're players that are like zipping around the ice. Yeah. So I had to, you know I had to like scrap everything that I was going to teach them and then go with a completely different lesson plan right. uh, like on the spot. But that was just at, I mean I've coached probably thirty thousand people at this point all over the all over the world and the thing that i found is that everybody's basically the same (laughs) and the mistakes that you see 
you'll have a mistake that a beginner makes that in some way a professional hockey player makes. They've just modified it a little bit. So you start to see these patterns that come up. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, everybody's the same. Like a, a professional player doesn't want to make a mistake. A beginner doesn't want to make a mistake. And then once you identify what their issue is and then you address those issues and you kind of repair certain things, they progress. They make, and then they, they're at a higher level. And then they make, uh, they, they've created a new mistake that they now didn't anticipate creates a new problem. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So, yeah. So it's, it's a really interesting um, a process, but it, it is, it is very humbling when you, when you get to a situation where you're just, you're kind of sitting there and you're like, wow, I haven't seen that one before. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and you have, you have that, that moment of, like, especially when you're doing things like private lessons, right? You can yeah. be, you can teach the exact same way, oh. use the exact same verbiage, the exact same demonstrations yep. for 15 different kids, and all of a sudden you get to kid 16, yes, and like nothing resonates, and you yeah. as a coach have to be able to adjust and adapt on the fly and be like, all right, you know what? We're gonna figure this out together, yes. and we're going to find a way to get yep. what I'm thinking translated to you. to you and it's yeah. really hard sometimes it is hard 40 it's, different ways of explaining the same thing exactly, it's very exactly. very hard to get to that point where you can do that totally <laughs> but, totally but you have to do it i mean at yep. the end of the day these, these players are looking to you for for help and you're out there and, and uh, you know most most coaches that i meet they're in it for the right reason and they they genuinely do want to help players i i do sometimes you know i, I struggle because a lot of us um, we were taught a certain way and we have a hard time thinking outside of the box that we were put in right. and, and, and starting to, you know, we, we, we talk about certain things that we heard how to shoot and we teach players to shoot. And there are times where I've come across something and I'm like, I've been teaching it this way forever. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that's not what I'm seeing in the national hockey league. That's not what I see this player at the Olympic level doing. Uh, I think I may have been doing this wrong. And that's kind of humbling. You know, totally. To that point where you're like, uh, I, I may have been teaching a lot of people the wrong way. Right. Know? Well, And, and then and having to change that. Yeah. And I think it's really important, too, to always recognize as a coach, whether you're working with kids, adults, pros, doesn't matter. Like, they, it, it's never the player's fault. Right. 100%. And that's something that I think is super important for any coach to recognize if if a player isn't understanding or isn't able to properly translate what you're saying or execute on what you're teaching it's not their fault that's your responsibility as a coach to be able to help them and work together with them to figure out how you're going to translate what it is that you're thinking and I think that's something that all coaches have to go through at some point is having that aha moment of no I can't like I can't get mad at this kid for not understanding that's on me right that's so and I, I, I think I think that's really important for coaches to recognize I wish I wish more coaches would um would think that way I stopped yelling a long time ago because first of all most of the players that I'm coaching they're not going to play in the National Hockey League and if, even if they do play in the National Hockey League what purpose does it serve me to yell at them you know what I'm saying so I, I there are times where I go to the rink and I see some I see uh, I'll hear a coach yelling the whole time yeah. and I'm like what what is the point like what are you doing like your your job is to teach so if that's the case they're making a mistake 
then why, why wouldn't you figure out a way to get it across to them to help them? And it, it just is mind-blowing to me to, to see that, you know, coaches still are doing that, you know, still yelling and screaming. And, and that's one of the things, with, especially with the growlers, you know, they will never have to worry about me ever yelling. I would never. Right. It's one of those, you know what I'm saying? It's like one right. of those things where with adults, I'm like, I don't need to do that. And it's a lot right. less stressful and I can get my, now I'm at a point in my career where I can get my point across, you know, figure out, you know, I've gone through that, you know, that w- what you're talking about before, where it's very hard to, you know, you have one kid or one player that doesn't understand what you're saying. They don't get it. They don't get it. You, you, you've tried a couple different things and they, they're still not getting it. Now I'm starting to get at that point where I can identify what player I'm dealing with. And I can use number 37, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And I can, you know, or this player needs number 16 or whatever it is, you know what I mean? So, right, right. So one thing that you talked about earlier that I think is super, super important as we try to answer this question is that idea of fear of, of looking silly or that fear of judgment. And I think that comes back to, you know, kind of related to the yelling piece, right? Like yelling is a form of judgment. Yelling signals, I don't think you're good enough, so I need to punish you with raising my voice and getting in your face and everything. I think think one of the reasons, you know, you hit the nail on the head. There's two reasons why adults really struggle, and I think one is the fear of being judged, and two is the fear of injury. And I think this judgment piece is so – so important because ultimately what we're trying to do here with this is build a community. And I think it's, it's really important that we continue to have this conversation, not just on this episode, but on future episodes that the only way that we grow as a sport and that we grow the ecosystem of players, coaches, like referees. I mean, my goodness, the judgment that they face and the serious (laughs) referee shortage that we have in this country right now it has to stop, right? I mean, yeah, we need sure. to eliminate this judgment because we're all here to, one, get better, but ultimately have fun. Nobody goes to growlers to be miserable. They go to growlers right. because they want to have fun. They want to be able to skate with their kids. They want to be able to play an adult league and stay in shape and do it in a more fun way than walking on a treadmill every day. 100%. 100%. So I, I just, I think that's, that's <laughs> such an important piece of it. So, um, you know, you talked about, making sure that there's a safe environment, that judgment-free environment. Um, What are some other ways that you help facilitate that? So that day one, when you get, I think, I think we see it more in in women. When you, when you see them out there day one, what are, what are some of the strategies to, whether it's off the ice before you even get out there or whether it's on the ice, what are some of the strategies to help eliminate that judgment in addition to, you know, cheering everybody on and, and kind of making that camaraderie? Well, I, I think uh, right out of the gate for me, what I try to do with most, with most of my adults is uh, as soon as I kind of enter the rink and I start seeing people, I, I start to joke around, make jokes and, and we start to have fun. So it's, it's already this atmosphere of, you know, just kind of, it's, I'm easy going. You can approach me and I start talking to people about certain things and I try to get their focus off of, um, uh, the nervousness that we're 
were working on, like, like you know that they're going to be nervous when they when they're sitting there at the rink. I can see it on their on their faces a lot of the time. <laughs> right, right. But as I'm as I'm walking by, like I start talking to people and I and I start giving them pointers about you know maybe they you know putting your tongue of your uh, skate on the inside for for a little bit more support, things like that. I start talking to them and directing their um, the nervousness away from you know this thing that, that that's scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's one one big thing. Uh, with the females, it's, it's honestly, it's really, uh, a, like a social thing. Like I try to like, just let's have, a, we're going to have a good time. And a lot of the females that are out there right now, they're already like on their, on, on Facebook, you'll, you can see that a lot of them are very adventurous already. So it's not like they're afraid to go take the challenge, but then there are some that are some somewhat afraid, but as, as a group, I, I just really try to help them relax. You know what I mean? Just kind of, we're just having a good time and realize that, help them realize that it's just a game. I, the last skate that we had, there was a a guy that, uh, John, that ended up falling and he was kind of struggling a little bit through one of the drills and he slammed the stick, you know, and I go, I I stopped practice and I just let everybody know that you guys are trying to play the most difficult sport on the planet. There is nothing more difficult than putting skates on and doing the thing that you guys are doing right now. And once you realize that it's just a fun game and that you're going to never stop learning, that'll help you start to really appreciate and have a good time. You know, nobody's, nobody here is angry. And at the end of the day, nobody else really cares. <laughs> right. Right. You know there what is I mean? no judgment. There is no I judgment. Mean, really. Like you, you think you're being judged, but nobody at the end of the day really cares. Right. So you, once you're, once you understand, and that was honestly, that was probably the best piece of advice that I received as a player uh, when I was trying, when I was going through my like junior um, pool phase, like I come back and I have all my junior stuff on and, you know, <laughs> I, was swag. To, I, exactly, I was trying to show off to all my LA junior King kids and all that kind of stuff. And I would get back and my dad was like, you know, I, I didn't want to fall. So I like had this like um, uh, demeanor, like I was cool. You know what I mean? My dad's like, who's this for? What are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, what exactly. are you doing this for? Dude, you just work. You yep. fall. You, if, you stick, if you're stick handling slower uh, because you want to work something out, nobody, nobody cares. You're working for yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I never, ever forgot that. And, I, and that's something that I've, I've still used to this day. And, I, and I, I work that in with all of the adult players is that don't be afraid to break things down to the most basic form, go slow. You're not here for anybody else besides yourself. And right. that, that has, has, has always served me and, and it helps with these guys, you know? Right. Oh, that's so powerful. And that was going to be my next question. Some of the best advice you got as a player. And it's, I love that that's, that's what you shared because it's really interesting. I mean, I had to kind of have that moment myself. Um, I was so, when I got back, from college. I had hip surgery immediately after my senior year. The Olympics had been the year before. I come back to Arizona. There's, you know, all this excitement about me getting involved in coaching and, you know, getting more involved in the community and having kind of the the name behind, you know, the Olympic experience. And I wanted nothing to do with when I was, when I was cleared to play, I wanted nothing to do with men's league because I, had such an insecurity. I mean, I was, right. I wasn't the player that I was and I knew right. that. And I was so worried that, Oh my gosh, 
everybody's going to look at me and expect right. me to be this elite Olympic player. Like, I'm, I'm just crazy? not even going to go out there. Yeah, exactly. That's and I'm crazy. like, the whole point is to have fun. Like, I'm retired. Right. I, why do I need to be so worried about it? And it's so interesting, and I'm, I'm really thankful we're having this conversation. You know, on Sunday, we've we've got the uh, Dream Gap Tour, the Professional Women's Hockey yes, Players Association coming to town. And on Sunday, I'm playing – with the Coyotes alumni. And earlier this week, like I, you can probably tell, I still have a little bit of a cold, but I haven't been able to do anything. I haven't worked out in like three or four weeks. Me and too. So I'm thinking, yeah, like right. Yeah, I'm thinking true. about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting out there. All of these Kachinas kids who are the girls right. that are in the association that I'm a part of, Come in. they're all going to be there. And like, I was having this anxiety earlier this week about the judgment of, oh my gosh, they all expect me to be their Olympic yes. coach. And <laughs> I'm going to be out there taking like 10 second shifts. And <laughs> it was just so interesting because I finally had to be like, what are you doing? Like, yes, what are you doing? I, I can always just sit back and like pass the puck to Greg Adams and donor and like they exactly. let them do it. But yes, no, exactly. it, it's just so interesting. I think this, I think this judgment thing is really, really important and such a huge part of the hockey conversation overall. And definitely something that we'll continue to talk about on this show. Um, That's great. So, That's so, so that was the, you know, the advice to you as a player. Now, what was some of the best advice once you got into your coaching career, what was some of the best advice you ever got? that made you a better coach? I, I, for me as a coach, I think probably the best advice that I received was the fact that you're not out there. And this is again for my dad, but you're not out there um, for yourself. So I, right. you know, as a, as a coach, you go through these phases. So when I was done playing, um, I would get out there and I, I didn't have that much, ex- like a ton of experience. Or I thought I did, but I really didn't. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I, I got out. I got out there, and I and I wanted to show everybody how freaking amazing I was as a skater and player, mm-hmm. and like so. I I had all these elaborate drills that were done to you know created so that I could show people how awesome I I was. Right. And then then I went through a phase where you know um, I I was like the yelling coach because that's what I thought you had to do, and then I went through a phase where you know I really created these crazy drills, like, you know, all like obstacles and things like that. And I wanted to show how amazing I could do, you know, be with uh, my creativity. Yes, exactly. And then all of a sudden I got to this point. I'm like, the kids I'm coaching, they still suck. What's happening. I don't understand why this is happening. So I like, I realized at at a certain point that I needed to be there for the player and whatever that was, if it was just them working on a forward stride, I'm sure it might not look like exciting to the parents. It might not look exciting to the player, but they need this forward stride component and they need to fix that. So we're going to, we're going to spend 15 minutes on this because that's going to be a thing that they need to work on. And, and I, I started to discover that this was what I needed to do, but that was my dad saying, you're not here for yourself. You're here for them. You need to make sure that you're, you're, you stay on task, and whatever that means, that's what you got to do. So uh, that's been something that I have I have worked on my whole career as a coach is making sure that it doesn't matter if it doesn't look beautiful or if it's if it's if it looks like it's slowing down or I'm filming them with my camera, my camera phone, and I'm showing them giving them feedback on the ice. Um, it's it's about them, and when when I 
when I realized that and I started implementing that, my players started improving like drastically, drastically. Right. So it was, uh, I had to go through that whole thing. And, and mo I see a lot of young coaches going through it now where, you know, I, I see these drills that they come up with and it's like 17, 30, 40 different, you know, skill sets in this one drill. And I'm like, man, that kid is messing up on skill number two. And if they don't fix that, the whole thing falls down. So, right. you know, so it's, it, I, I, I think that was probably my biggest piece of advice as a coach and, and, you know, my, my dad still, I talk to him, I, I run all my ideas by him all the time still. And, uh, he's like, Nope. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> or yeah, that's that good, sounds though. good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Good, though. Awesome. We need, I, I think we need those accountability partners and, if, you know, whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, regardless of what it is, I think that's super important. And, you know, I think, I think it's interesting. There's, especially in Arizona, just, to give some context, right? I mean, yeah. ice is so limited here and yeah. lessons ice is even more limited and it's really hard. And there's so many different people yeah. who are trying to make a living in the coaching business and yes. private yep. coaching business. And it, I think it's so competitive that two things, two things happen. One, I think talking about the judgment thing, oftentimes, people fall into the trap of talking down other yes. coaches because yep. they're trying to elevate themselves and they're trying to get more business. And, and because it is such a, it's such a scrappy game. Um, yep. But I think the other thing is like people try to get so unique and yep. they try to do such complicated things because that's, what's going to separate them. That's what's going to make them unique. And that's, what's going to get them the business. It's yep. at the end of the day, parents, they're paying one, yes, to help their kid get better, but they're also paying to have their kid get developed as a person. I mean, they're yes. getting one-on-one -on -one mentorship. And right. at the end of the day, like those parents are going to care and those kids are going to want to stay with you when they feel like you are adding twice the value than yeah. they are paying you. Well, and that's, that's, that's the other component for me. When I'm coaching my players, um, I, I spend most of my time trying to reset how their brain is working. So I ask a lot of questions um, when they, when they do like they perform a, a certain skill, I'll say, what happened there? And I need them to start getting in the habit of being able to answer that question. In the beginning, they just, they're just, they're trained to just do drills. Right. So at some point, I need them if they're going to become a professional person, just not, not just a hockey player, a professional person, they need to identify what the problem is, figure out ways to chunk that thing down so that they can start working on the basics and then rebuild that back up to the, uh, the actual skill that they really want to perform. So I ask them those questions constantly. And then I get to a point where uh, I show them on the video that, you know, a lot of the time they think they're doing it one way and I show them on the video, they realize that they're not doing it that way. Um, but then at a certain point, I get to this, this really awesome place where I can say a word, shoulder, and they know that they've just dropped their shoulder too much. Or they, I can say toe, and they know that their toe has hit the ice instead of just putting it into the glide. Or You know what I'm saying? So I can start using these one-word things as they're doing the drills. And then at a certain point, they start doing that stuff on their own. And I can see them actually making the change 
where they're doing that they're self-correcting like a true professional and it's a yeah, it's a yeah. it, it's an amazing thing to watch the player go through that that whole thing yeah so, for sure no that's yeah. that's fantastic and um i i i think that you know there's there's just so much um out there for for coaches yeah. to learn and listen to and ultimately i mean i'm i'll be completely honest i was i was planning on this episode being like 20 minutes but there's just so much no 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 no. oh my gosh there's just so much good content here and and this is exactly why we're doing this we're doing this yeah. to share these ideas share different strategies learn from each other learn from our mistakes and yeah, um true. this has just been incredibly incredibly valuable so brad thank you so so it. much for being the very first guest on the show that's awesome you're so <laughs> I, I love you know what i've got this vision <laughs> We're going to replay this like on episode 300 there in a go. couple years and we're going to have all these people hopefully involved in the community and we're going to be able to look back and be like, oh yeah, that was, that was the yeah. first roughly recorded <laughs> episode that we ever did. And it's, it's going to be incredible. So well, um, thank you again so much. I really appreciate Absolutely. the time and no, uh, we'll be talking soon. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Brad. No problem. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, podcast. Thank you so much for listening today to our very first guest ever on this show, Brad Perry. Please, please, please share this podcast. Let's get it out there to the hockey community so we can keep building this up, share our knowledge, get better each and every day and continue to grow. Please leave a comment if you want to hear something on the show, if you want to be on this show, if you want to get more knowledge out there, please, please leave some comments on the different channels that I post this. I'm hoping we'll be able to have this up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts soon so that we'll have more opportunities to be able to uh, put some more comments and, and get some more topics out here. So thank you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day.